This episode of Talking Simpsons is brought to you by BarkBox. And you fine folks can go to getbarkbox.com slash laser time and get a free month's worth of stuff for your dog. I heartily endorse this event or product. Ahoy hoy everybody and welcome to Talking Simpsons where we know how to get tang. I'm your host Bob Mackey, a different kind of mathematician, and this is the Laser Time Podcast Network's chronological exploration of the Simpsons. Who else is here with me today? Hello, in another more accurate way, I'm Henry Gilbert. <laughs> uh, and the ever careful, ever ruffled Chris Antista. Uh, I'm Dave Rudden and I have the right... What's that stuff? <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. And today's episode is Deep Space Homer. I'll show him inanimate! Yeah! <laughs> And today's episode aired on February 24th, 1994. And as always, Chris will tell us what happened on this mythical day in real life history. <gasps> oh my god! Spreading across the next week or so because the space shuttle Columbia successfully launches Whoa. five passengers to the space station. Ironically, the Bodyguard soundtrack wins Album of the Year at the Grammys. Kurt Cobain successfully recovers from his first OD. Oh no. While John Candy dies on the set of uh, Wagons East. Uh, Chris, oh. you, you owe me an old boy, Bobby. These are being cataloged. Oh, boy. Bobby. Thank you, thank you. Somebody is rec- clipping all of these for a future compilation. I want to make sure they're all saved. I think John Candy may have been like the first celebrity death that really like hurt me. Yeah, like, probably made me sad. Like the, it was uh, too Uncle soon. He was in a bunch of kid shit. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. Not our podcast, but last podcast on the left did a two part series yeah. on Kurt Cobain's suicide. It's very interesting. They talk about all the conspiracy theories too behind it. So uh, I recommend. I'm pretty sure he just killed himself. <laughs> uh, I mean, they don't believe in them, but they talk about them. Yeah, there's but some. Rumors. I do think Courtney Love killed John Candy. Yes, for sure, <laughs> and Chris Farley. <laughs> but this isn't like the conspiracy theory that is true that all the monkeys that go into space learn how to speak English. Oh, that's true. <laughs> or that Stanley Kubrick faked the moon landing. Yes, <laughs> but through The Shining, <laughs> somehow. But Deep Space Homer is one of the best episodes of the show ever. I you think so? I, I think so. Okay. I love it, but I was going to ask you guys, the conventional theory of what sucks about The Simpsons is Homer and Jobs. This yeah. is this is the sh- this could be the shark jump. Well, this, internally yes. it kind of was. was, and on the commentary they play it off as if it was a friendly spat, mm-hmm. but I feel like Matt Groening was uh, as angry about this as he was over the critic about this choice. Yeah, about the critic crossover because he wanted to keep the show fairly grounded and it did get crazy. But Mm -hmm. sending Homer to space felt like a step too far for Matt, (laughs) and he still hate he still really really hates a few jokes in this episode, which we'll talk about. In general, was once he goes into outer space, where do you go from there? Yeah, go from there and back to Earth. You definitely (laughs) you definitely feel like Oakley and Weinstein Mm -hmm. also really hated it. Like Frank Grimes. This was the job that put him in You, you have been in space. I never been. Yeah, Yeah. never been. Like that was them pointing out that a rational person would say, "How could this idiot actually go into outer space?" It's stupid. That was the point. Well, it was the plot of Armageddon eventually, (laughs) right? But I do love this episode. I think it's it's really funny, wall to wall. I think it's very good, and actually, it's based on the 1984 Teachers in Space program engineered to send ordinary people into space, and that killed a teacher on the Challenger. And then it was abandoned in 1990 because they were like, you know what? Going into space is fucking dangerous. And expensive. (laughs) And like every space mission is kind of a suicide mission in a way. Yeah. That that was to get children interested in space by... Because normally when you go into space, this is what they don't don't tell you about, is a... Actually, there's a joke about it in this episode. It's a... 
military mathematician, the most mm-hmm. boring human being on the planet. <laughs> so to the, to get something a kid could uh, impress upon or imprint upon, they decided to send a teacher into space. That was originally oh. supposed to be Big Bird. Mm-hmm. Big, Bird Spinney, yeah. Big Bird Carol Spinney was supposed to go into space. In the suit? In the Big Bird in suit? In the suit. Oh. Dude, it was going to be a big thing. That could That was... Not very close, but really close to exploding Big Bird. Yeah. Jesus the Christ. Uh, Look little... forward to uh, the third episode of 3010, by the yes, way. Yes, where we talk, we talk about, about Challenger. We talk about the Challenger and the Chicago Bears yeah. winning the Super Bowl <laughs> all in the same week. That helped get America through the Challenger, the Super Bowl shuffle, yeah. I think. Well, they ta- yeah. actually, they talk about how they had they were so excited that they won the Super Bowl, and then by the time it was time for their parade, the Challenger oh. had put the nation in mourning. That poor dog. That is where NASA was left at here nasa had been the very exciting explorers of the space race mm-hmm. but into the 70s and 80s it got kind of boring yeah it was just I mean, like yeah we did it you when know? the cold war ended the pissing contest was over yeah. i mean we it was won, kind of over so with the moon landing yeah. for, for the most part i don't think we've actually had a launch for like five or six years yep. mm-hmm. well, yeah. well and there's been all these p- calls to pull back on nasa i'm of two minds on that that i do think i think it gets people to dream and mm-hmm. it is like we should be looking to the stars to mm-hmm. do stuff because that is after we fuck up this planet <laughs> we gotta go somewhere <laughs> oppositely when i think of how much money it would take to build a house on the moon i think you could house every homeless person in america yeah. Yeah. for the price of making a there's a, a <laughs> house on the moon there's a great david cross joke it's like yeah. you put on a man on the uh, put a man on mars put a man in a fucking apartment <laughs> do that instead well, the- I just like imagine being like some, giving an Aaron Sorkin speech about the glory of the space program yeah. uh, to somebody who's hungry yeah <laughs> like, uh, I know you didn't get food today and your child died of a preventable but disease we're explorers we're explorers <laughs> one day <laughs> your great grand- men one day your grandchild could starve on Mars <laughs> <laughs> this homeless person doesn't want to do a walk and talk <laughs> but David Merkin this is the only episode he is credited as the writer true. on he wrote this one this was his baby and yeah that Matt Groening said that it was it, I think Matt Groening maybe it was when he realized it wasn't his show anymore that yeah. he couldn't he could have killed this story another time but I think he I get the feeling on the commentary that he tried to and that ultimately it would have gone up to James L. Brooks to say no this is Merkin's show and he makes his call yeah. Matt, Matt it's a cartoon Matt yeah, yeah. Also, <laughs> remember that yeah. Matt it's been four years you're a billionaire just do something else now <laughs> And maybe that's when he started thinking about Futurama. I don't know. But, like, this is Merkin-y fan fiction. He, he yeah. legitimately says on the commentary, I put these people in here so I can meet them because he does I that, like these people. He does that a lot in his seasons. Very much. Yeah. And, hey, if I had a TV show, maybe I'd do that, too. So, yeah, I would, too. I would say, like, I like this musician. I should be on this show. The episode starts, though, with the Homer hoping that he will finally get an award. I hate these Worker of the Week award ceremonies. <laughs> Who even cares anymore? Everyone that works here has already got one. Except for... Hello. Well, today's the day for Homer J. I know I'm going to win this time. Yeah, how come? Union rule 26. (laughs) Every employee must win Worker of the Week at least once, regardless of gross incompetence, obesity, or rank odor. Unions. <laughs> yes. We have to mark every reference, and the beginning of the episode opens with a total recall parody when they're all walking yes. through the X-ray uh, scanner, and Homer yes, has I like exactly that what that is. Yeah, Homer has like the gorilla posture, like yeah. walking through. What I love is that they say two kids posed as an adult, and if you then were just to go back five <laughs> seconds, you do see them in line, and they you're now like, oh, that is obviously two kids. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a nice uh, visual joke. But uh, I also like that there's no point to it because like Uzi. 
pissed off. Like, yeah. They don't care. The cunts. Hi, Homer. Yeah. Is that a tape recorder? Uh, <laughs> uh, th- this was also me. Uh, mm. Student of the year. Yeah. There was a mandate that every student must or must win student of the week. Participation mm. true. That's what ruined your generation, Chris. <laughs> no, it was student of the week. And you'd win it and they would announce your name or the intercom and you get like a pizza coupon. And just, I was a terrible student, a terrible behavioral problem, and just watching. But still, like, come on, this has to be my mm. time. And like, oh, no, Betty, the third time. Congratulations. <laughs> but even if you knew it was fake, didn't that small amount of a praise it did. It like, meant, help you in some I way? I wanted it so bad, it's, it's, that praise. You know, in elementary school, it was one of those weirdly hurtful things, of course, with no recognition of my behavior <laughs> being the reason I'm not getting this. Mm. Um, I remember they had the quarterly, like, awards things, and I got... I was so excited to get one. I got one for like most improved student because I really <laughs> slacked off at the start of the year and then tried and did a well. And when I got that award, my dad then told me, if you'd done good in the first place, you wouldn't have won that award either. <laughs> Talk to me when you get that most improved odor trophy. So, you know, if you want to know why I have a lot of issues. <laughs> it's, uh, but but the look on Homer's face when he thinks he's going to get the award, it's really good. Like, Carlos Baez is the director of this, except yes. for one key sequence, which we'll get to then. But Homer's just like, he's tapping his, his little booklet. It's like, ooh, I'm going to get it right. Baez was a good pick for this one. There's a lot of great action in it. Compadres. It is imperative that we crush the freedom fighters before the start of the rainy season. And remember, a shiny new donkey for whoever brings me the head of Colonel Montoya. We don't have hmm? what? And by that I mean, of course, it's time for the Worker of the Week award. I can't believe we've overlooked this week's winner for so very, very long. We simply could not function without his tireless efforts. Sue, a round of applause for... This inanimate carbon rod. (laughs) Inanimate, huh? I'll show him inanimate. (laughs) So the Colonel Montoya reference, do we know what that's from? No. Okay. I found it. Oh, you did? A 2004 No Homers Club post led me in this direction. It's a reference to the Sam Peckinpah 70s film Bring Me the Head of Alfredo Garcia, where a corrupt Mexican military governor with the support of corrupt U.S. industrialists uh, vows revenge on the rebel Garcia, (laughs) and he offers a large ransom for his head. So it is a veiled reference to this Sam Peckinpah movie from the 70s. That's amazing. Yeah. But what... Placing Burns once again in like the turn of the century. <laughs> yeah. and- uh, though Burns, for his limited appearance in here, is is, is, is most senile, I'd say. <laughs> he thinks he's somewhere else, though. Listening to it in audio form only, that was the first time I heard Smithers Same here. actually yeah. say words to it. Yeah. <laughs> this was when I finally got it, that when Homer says, I'll show him an animate. He then stops yes. being animated. Yeah. The joke I did not get until I- this viewing, that like... Yeah, that's it's like, that's oh, that's good. smart. That's really smart. I'll show him an animate. And then he stops moving. This it's is great, like yeah. the apex of Homer having co-workers who are not actually workers. So there's mm. uh, Stuart the, the duck. <laughs> and you could argue Tibor. <laughs> and then the inanimate carbon rod's pretty great. Yeah. I love I love him. He apparently appeared... His only other appearance was as an, in an org chart for the plant. In like, and, and you in know the gender, 13. apparently? Oh, Henry. <laughs> uh, so, you're right. I should have said they. After feeling disrespected at work recently, Homer's plight really spoke to me. Like, I just feel like it, nobody respects me. And feeling like not respected at home either. And, My bird disrespects me every day, and, so <laughs> I hate it. And uh, it was too... I didn't collect the sound for it, but 
when Homer has the thing drawn <laughs> on the back of his head and is trying to look at it, the animation is so great of yeah. him turning around. It's even better than uh, Last Ex- Exit the Springfield, similar joke yeah. with him doing the same one. Yeah. yeah. Also, one of the more darkly comic moments of the show yeah. is them all laughing and then slowly realizing Slow. how stupid Homer is. And yeah. it's not going to stop. <laughs> like, they're like, oh, no. Like, <laughs> even Bart isn't laughing anymore. He's like, Ugh. Homer's trying to relax on TV, even though it laughs at him, and that's how we get. To, that's how we learn about NASA. And of course, this could have literally millions of applications here on Earth, and everything from watchmaking to watch repair. Boring. Hmm. No, the battery. Now let's look at the crew a little. They're a colorful bunch. <laughs> They've been dubbed the Three Musketeers. <laughs> and we laugh legitimately. There's a mathematician, a different kind of mathematician. And a statistician. Make it stop! <laughs> no, not another boring space launch. Change the channel. Change the channel! I can't! I can't! <sighs> hmm. You can never go wrong with the Tom Brokaw impression. And we laugh legitimately. Legitimately. <laughs> 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 that was too I was too articulate there. Why was there all the cobbleberry? Why? Why I can't do Broca? Why Broca not Brockman? I mean, why Harry now? is so great at he is. Yeah, yeah, just yeah. a fun voice. Well, they, even the even the newscasters are boring looking. Yeah, maybe I think that was. The and, yeah, I mean, guess the Tom Broca's voice is kind of boring. I find it funny more than boring, <laughs> but like it does, it could you could. It's but, very monotone. Yeah, and Cheryl Ford. <laughs> and NASA's more of a nationwide thing, mm. not a local True. thing like Brockman. Though it did seem weird that. Tom Brokaw would be on it when that's more of a thing at the time I thought I'd see on like C-SPAN 3 or whatever yeah. like this really did capture how boring NASA felt then because yeah. it was like oh another space launch guess they're launching something else this is like, about like, sorting tiny screws in space no, <laughs> I wasn't I wasn't there I was captivated by most space no, launches but we're from Florida and they would sometimes yeah divert the shuttle and fly it over the city oh, wow. whenever it, it came was back. more exciting in florida when yeah. you're like oh i see it in the sky i feel like nowadays people would ironically like it mm-hmm. you know how like um on how they have uh, the, like the art of painting or whatever, whatever that the bob, the, ross. bob ross on twitch yeah. like or mr rogers on twitch the puppy bowl yeah the yeah puppy the puppy bowl yeah. well you know as mtv found this out when they launched their network uh-huh. It's public domain, any space shuttle launch. We all you own it. it. <laughs> yeah, we, we pay for it. So anybody could air that on Twitch. Maybe that should be after yeah. the Mr. Rogers marathon is over. The next Twitch marathon could be every shuttle launch. But even, like, like um, I, it wasn't a launch, but it was a couple years ago with that, like, the guy with, like, the purple-colored hair at NASA. Do you remember that? The, and the crazy, like, sex shirt he was wearing? Yeah. yeah. It was like, oh, no. yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. The guy yeah. in the sexist shirt and all yeah. that thing. Yes, I remember that. And it started I said all... sexy shirt, Henry. Sorry, sexy. <laughs> Bob said a dirty word. <laughs> that's, a, that's a March at Lisa versus Malibu States reference. Uh, Coming uh, up. According to... No, it's in the past, Bob. Oh, uh, in the past. <laughs> uh, apparently, also according to Wikipedia, that they actually... NASA did try sorting tiny screws in space in 2014. I feel like that's also a joke about government waste all being spent for a watchmaking and watch repair. It's like, there are a lot of jokes about government waste in there's these a, 90s shows. There's a, there's like three more government waste jokes in this episode. Yeah. Other than tragedy, I never really paid much attention to NASA yeah. as a kid. Like, you would think like, oh, it blew up again or another thing. Like, there was one, it, it, it blew up like about, what, 15 years ago or something, mm-hmm. right? And uh, did you ever have that feeling of like not knowing how to change 
means that back then you knew how to change the channel without a remote. Mm-hmm. You didn't like doing it, but Homer didn't want to get up. I think it's, I guess a so. wonderfully framed sense of drama, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. But NASA is feeling the same kind of pressure about the unpopularity that I think the Connie Chung Christmas is a it's a lame joke. A Connie Chung Christmas. It's weirdly delivered too because he like pauses before he said, "We've been beaten by." A Connie Chung Christmas? Like, was there something else there before, maybe? And if there was a replacement, I was like, man, what was better than that? Like, I don't know. A knocking Connie Chung in 94 was just like, eh. I mean, it's sort of a nothing voice, but I like Dan Castellaneta's space guy voice in this. Uh, Do you guys know what a statistician is? What makes it different Uh, from a man? Keeps track of stats. Uh, Gives you the lock of the week. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the definition from Wikipedia is: oh, a statistician is someone who works with theoretical or applied statistics. The profession exists in both the private and public sectors. It is common to combine statistical knowledge with expertise on other subjects. And statisticians may work as employees or as statistical consultants. I checked out on algebra too, so uh, I'm good. I'm fine. I don't know. That sounds like a freakonomics type guy, yeah. statistician. That's where all the statistician went. And I do though like that the. People all act like television executives. Mm-hmm. They are worried about ratings. That that God. joke later on, like this is all to give us television ratings. That, yeah. that was so beautiful. So there's also uh, coming up. There's a comment about in the 90s. It was very popular to have blue collar shows. They kind of disappeared mm. into the 2000s as we wanted to be more escapist with our entertainment mm. for obvious reasons. Yeah. Mm. But these shows, Home Improvement, really wasn't one of them. I mean, they were they were a well off family. Like the dad was a TV star. Yeah, he was a TV mm. star, but like. Not- Roseanne. Yeah, he was but, a home improvement. Like he, his TV, his TV show was about building shit. Yeah, like, yeah. But like Roseanne, and but Roseanne, and just whatever the fuck Brett Butler was. Uh, Grace and, Under Fire and Married with Children. Of course, these are all like yeah. kind of uh, upper, lower middle class people, like The Simpsons. You had the NBC like young New York people, but yeah. everything else was kind of populated by like yeah. this is we're pretending this is the Midwest. Just, yeah, just go. With <laughs> it. I mean, Roseanne captured it I'm, perfectly. Growing up poor in the Midwest, it was just like oh, this is my life on TV. I'm like a dinosaur. Mechanic. <laughs> <laughs> so when they confront regular, when they watch TV, it allows David Merkin to do the thing he loves most, which is making fun of other television shows. The public see our astronauts as clean cut, athletic go getters. They hate people like that. Well, who do they like? Mm-hmm. Here are the most popular personalities on television or TV. I did it! I supercharged my riding mower! <laughs> I've killed Wilson. Looks like it's back to jail for me. (laughs) (laughs) This is Tim Al. Let's have (laughs) sex. Uh, No pig. (laughs) (laughs) The toilet is next to the couch. (laughs) It's very accurate viewing. I think it was. I forget which episode it was. There was a previous Married the Children parody that was much nicer. It was, that was basically Marge in chains. Okay, but they basically wrote an accurate Married the Children joke. Here they're making fun of how crass it is. But yeah. I want to talk about Home Improvement because this was the number one show on TV in 1994. It was in its mm-hmm. third season, always in the number one slot. You know where this episode ended up on uh, in the Nielsen ratings? Oh, no. uh, Deep Space Homer of uh, like 13th, 32. Whoa! Wow. And it was still considered a successful show because everyone was watching TV. Yeah, but yeah, uh, Home they, Improvement. I think it's does hold some kind of record adjusted for inflation i think the stars made the most money the show made the most money uh the most people watched it i have no idea why i mean it was just a an appealing show with an appealing main character it's that spoke to manliness i was a kid i I watched it i mean i I watched like six years of it my sister liked jtt oh yeah Yeah. the boy factor i just i didn't 
love or hated it. it was just one of those things like well this is what they're giving us and i learned yeah. that a lot of bears were turned on to al borland early <laughs> in life so hey something for everyone the mom was girlfriend's hot too. first uh, crush so bears. Uh, my girlfriend's first crush so i have nothing oh, to really? live up to wow. yeah. yeah i love that uh, but shit. um back to jill for me so yes. uh tim allen specific? i never got that yes until now tim allen his real name tim dick was arrested <laughs> in 1978 for possessing 1.43 pounds of cocaine. Pounds? Wow. He could have had a life sentence, but he named names. And he served two <laughs> years and four months of a three to seven year sentence. So, Got out and, in 81. And these days, he complains that being conservative in Hollywood is sort of like being a Jew in Nazi Germany. So, <laughs> what a you got a great shit, deal, man. asshole. Yeah. It's like, you should be in jail. Like, you should be in jail yeah. for the rest of your life. But now, yeah, he's like, I'm I, so victimized. I had a tea. Uh, people made fun of me because I went to the inauguration of Trump and and then they canceled my TV show after six years when it was not as profitable. The public Ooh. is worse than Hitler. Uh-huh. Yeah, I know. What a f- <laughs> the public can't throw Tim Allen in a gulag. I wish. Uh, by the way, but so that was that then. comment you're about to leave. Just stop listening. Yeah, <laughs> please stop listening. So, then, so that back to jail for me. Mm. It wasn't a secret that he'd been to jail, but no. it wasn't public mm. knowledge. It wasn't something everybody talked about. You'd so. read it in profiles like a rags yeah. to riches thing. They would cover up the the details of what happened. Like there, he had a drug bus and what happened here but now he's a big tv guy good for him but i do wonder if they had some inter channel problems with making fun of a fox show so directly with married with children i don't know they threw fox into the bus a lot it it just seems like they should have been more allied with Mm. married with children because it was it was slandered for a lot of the same reasons as the simpsons and and holds up almost as well it's a really good show but it did get into cheapness like that yeah. toilet yeah. flushing thing was a real thing they did on the show like, like yeah was... he would go upstairs the toilet would flush and the audience would ch- like scream you yes. know because oh, he'd come out buckling his pants yeah in the magazine hmm. yeah or they would have a there was briefly a toilet in their living room for one <laughs> I, there was and so, I, this is apropos of nothing but i guess i'll just plug it i shot a video where i go to a japanese monkey park put it up on youtube yeah. And I got all this footage of monkeys fucking in the middle of this pristine, beautiful. <laughs> and so I, I could. Well, wouldn't you? I'm like, I want a clip of like an audience hoo hooing them, <laughs> and I can't find it. I can't find it on any of my sound effects library. I, I wanted to sound like this because I keep forgetting obnoxious hooting and hollow. And it, I just ripped <laughs> it from this clip. So like, if you see oh, that video, nice. it is just the audi- the Simpsons audience <laughs> of Married with Children. I assume you grabbed it from an episode where Kelly walks in and the <laughs> no, audience I got it starts from this screaming episode because like yeah. that was a lot harder to find. I got the Simpsons DVDs all over the place. By the way, I found this out recently. This is a, very, a little off topic, but I watched the MST3K new season and they did a Jane Mansfield movie. Mm-hmm. I looked up who her children were, and first off, I didn't know Mariska Hargitay was her daughter, but another of her children got into Hollywood that we didn't know about. Her son from her third marriage was an actor and his biggest claim to fame that we would know is he was the the very specific voice he did the married with children commercials like oh is al brought home his dodge this week (laughs) only al would have guardian angel who's sam kinison i know the voice i can't do an imitation but i know the voice it's so specific yeah it's what made those commercials extra special like oh it's that voice i know that voice uh, so they're trying to think of what who they're going to get on it. Uh, who will be their blue collar slob? They're ready to mm-hmm. do a very expensive to taxpayers search when they get a call. That's who we need for our next astronaut. I suggest a lengthy, inefficient search at the taxpayers' expense, of course. Hell, I wish there was an <laughs> easier way. Huh. Hello, is this NASA? Yes. NASA. Good. Listen, 
I'm sick of your boring space launches. Homer then like yells at them a bunch and is is also looking for Tang, which is mm-hmm. his mouth movements are off mm-hmm. there. So I it was a replacement joke, and I wonder what it was before. In case you don't know, I as a kid was like, "What's Homer saying? I can find Tang in a mm-hmm. in a President Clinton store. can find it. It's mm-hmm. it's right it's yeah. right next to the Kool Aid or the mm-hmm. IC. You will find Tang. And in case you don't know, Tang actually predates NASA. Yeah. Hmm. And but it was just used on their flights, and then it, it was used in the first flights of like Eden the Mercury program, mm. and then that sold them a million a million packets of sugar. Yeah, thanks to being the Tang thing. And now, after NASA stopped being cool, it just became like it's, it's Tang itself. Mm-hmm. Well I enjoy some Tang else. now, now sure. and then. I, uh, I'm gonna go hunting for some Tang. Very <laughs> <laughs> I, I I wish Dan Castellano would play this more drunk because he seems <laughs> drunk because he's calling them from the bar yeah, and yeah. they're like, "How did you get this number? Shut up!" <laughs> <laughs> That's true. He should. It should be him at the end of being drunk. Like this is his tenth beer. He's like, "I'm I'm finally gonna call NASA. Gonna let him know." And that is that's again Merkin saying. It doesn't matter how he got NASA's number or how yeah. Homer could call them to continue the storyline. He simply called but, them. I mean, for reasons we'll discover later, kind of this episode underplays Homer's drunkenness a little bit. Yeah, I mean, because he is next to Barney, of course. Yes. Yeah, he kind of actually <laughs> that's never why it took place in the bar because they had to discover Barney. Yeah. yeah. Also, fun fact: the creator of Tang, William A. Mitchell, also invented Pop Rocks and Cool Whip. That wow. wasn't fun. And the dessert uh, only known as Poon. <laughs> All right. It's made of chocolate. I'm sorry. I also uh, increase the Poon hunt. This <laughs> I do think that line about Clinton makes it see, like, did this mean a different thing? Because he it's already was. It's a joke about pussy. It is, is it a joke really, that like, he's I, a womanizer. I, I can't like, imagine. I just, even in 94. Wanting to think it's something else. As a kid, I was like, oh, because he's fat and he likes big sugary uh, drinks. But even in 94, the jokes were Bill Clinton is a womanizer. I mean, when yeah. he was running for president, they were, too. Yes, <laughs> yeah. But NASA decides to follow up. Hello, is this President Clinton? Good. I figured if anyone knew where to get some tang, it'd be you. Shut up! (laughs) (laughs) Are you the person that called NASA yesterday? (gasps) No, it wasn't me, I swear. It was him! Sir, how would you like to get higher than you've ever been in your life? Be an astronaut? Sure! (laughs) Well, welcome aboard. I think you'll find that this will win you the respect of your family and friends. (gasps) Respect! No! It was me! I made the crank call! I do it all the time! Check with the FBI! I have a file! I have a file! I think eh, I, better take both of them. <laughs> that that Barney line is my line of the show. I have a file is my line of the show. Oh, yeah. Let's combine well, them. That it sounds like. <laughs> That's the joke. That's the, the, I have a file. <laughs> I have a file. The beginning of Simpson's so like just self-awareness though, yeah. like <laughs> Be an astronaut, sure. Because <laughs> I, I was bracing. I didn't remember it that well. I was bracing myself for the lame joke that yeah, was coming. I know. It, it's such a perfect setup of a bad <laughs> joke to be like, get higher than you've ever been. That even in like season four, they would have done a joke like, actually, I'm the governor. But in this time, he's like, he knew exactly that they meant join NASA yeah. and be an astronaut. It was a reversal of your typical Barney joke. You're right. Yeah, I, I love that. He actually knows what's going on for once. Uh. And that it it's a it is a smart way to fill the second act to create a competition between Homer and Barney. Yeah. Like and it gets it lets Homer and Barney kind of bounce off each other and oh well my line of the show is in the next clip, which I have definitely said a bunch of times. <laughs> Jim Wallace Associated Press. <clears throat> is this a joke? Well, far from it, Jim. One of these men will prove space travel is within the reach of a common man. Toby Hunter, Minneapolis Star. 
No, really. Is this a joke? No, Toby. <laughs> and no more questions about whether this is a joke. <laughs> I just love that. No, Toby. That line is in my head. No, Toby. <laughs> no more questions about if this is a joke. Yeah. So we missed one th- one reference, which was the the Simpsons traveling to Cape Canaveral via the Beverly yeah. Hillbillies like get up. Yeah, that's, yeah. Right. Yes. that's gonna fall on a lot of deaf eyes. I yeah. don't quite get it though, because like Cape. Florida is big highfalutin place to go to. Mm-hmm. It was that just, no, no. I think it was just a, a simple one-off joke yeah, of they, him relocating. They somewhere. needed to communicate very quickly. They just had to. This is a Simpsons problem of Homer gets a new job, which is like. Mm-hmm. Don't explain how he left his job. Don't explain that he moved the whole family to Florida. <laughs> Don't explain any of that. Just have a quick joke of like, see, they moved down to Florida and now they're I mean, at Cape it's, Canaveral. It's the, the end. The beauty of not having a real location for Springfield because we don't know how far they yeah. traveled. And the, the sign joke is uh, they go to Cape Canaveral, formerly yeah. Cape Kennedy, formerly Cape Arbuckle. The joke is those two men were associated with, with rape and sex offenses. Oh, so, I didn't know that Arbuckle yeah, one. It was yeah. Fatty Arbuckle. I think, I think oh, right. the story is he actually did. didn't do it. He didn't. He yeah, didn't. but. Uh, actors were work. not looked upon kindly in those days. Uh, it, it, it just a bizarre instance of I, I've been here a bunch of times to Cape Canaveral. Yeah, but that as a, a, a Lyndon Johnson as a tribute to his fallen friend renamed Cape Canaveral to Cape Kennedy for ten years, and then everyone's like, "No, fuck that, <laughs> Cape Canaveral!" Like this that city- corpse is cold now. I just. I, <laughs> There was a lot of material if you grew up living in Florida and looking at educational material. Like, wait, where's Cape Kennedy? Like, it's, yeah, my dad, like it's fucking Canaveral. How old is your textbook? <laughs> <laughs> there was a similar issue where Gilda Radner, when she died, they started a cancer foundation in her name, and they had to rename it. When like after after a more than a decade of just saying like people don't know who Gilda is anymore, which it was it was a real oh. bummer to, that they. They had to admit that. Uh, okay, this, I think, is some of the, like, hardest acting Dan Kesselnet has ever yeah. done. Like, you can hear you can hear the echoes in the room. <laughs> it's a My Boy's a Box scream. The only danger is if they send us to that terrible planet of the apes. Wait a minute. Statue of Liberty. <laughs> that was our planet! You maniacs! <laughs> you blew it up! Damn you! Damn you all to hell! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you get a sense of the acoustics in the room, even yes. just like what is around Dan Castellaneta. Yeah. <laughs> I never, I never get tired of this. as a huge Planet of the Apes film. That's one of the spoiler is the most known thing about yes. the movie. Yeah, like you said, Chris, it's on the DVD cover. The it's Blu-ray on the cover. DVD. It's on yeah. the poster. It's on every new poster. Like, I mean, Spaceballs gave it away for me. So yeah, but nobody minds, <laughs> and it's the movie still works. And I'll shut up. About I, I mean, it. I think it, it's like. The movie's great. That's just uh-huh. like an extra cherry on top. It, is. it doesn't really matter. And, and and but this is one of two jokes that led me to believe like some does somebody really want to do Futurama? <laughs> there there have been Star Trek jokes, but not the songs in a specific situation. Oh yes, yes. Uh, it, it was parodied in Cable Guy. Well, before the Planet of the Apes quote though. Mm-hmm. It's always what they have to do for TV. He says, God damn you all to hell. Yeah. He does not say, God damn you. 
But they can't say goddamn on network TV. Like, I've seen more parodies with damn you all to hell, you're right. Yeah. But it is goddamn. It is what he says. And he takes and the, the Lord's movie name is in still rated G, despite the amount of naked dicks in it. <laughs> yeah, a lot, of, a lot of ass yeah, a lot of in ass. that. But uh, I also like that they're dressed, their outfits, like Barney is a golfer for some reason. And yeah. he, he says nothing except pass out. <laughs> are they trying to dress them up as blue-collar slobs? Because yeah. they kind of already are. Yeah. <laughs> and now they're getting trained like they have to be they're told they have to be uh sober and so barney's like three whole weeks with holy wine <laughs> i don't have every barney club because i like doing the barney voice live. My, my theory here henry and everybody else is that uh homer is undermining barney he's getting revenge for mr plow he's secretly <laughs> getting so. revenge for I mr plow so. because it, it makes me wonder why there weren't more episodes that pitted them both against one another they're great yeah the last time that homer tried to be as sober as as barney <laughs> has to be like he struggled too and it's weird that he, w- he didn't have that struggle at all in this well, episode maybe, maybe homer gets off on being better than yeah. barney he has a friend that who is definitely worse than him who makes him look better yeah. by comparison that's he, his addiction that seed that supersedes alcohol uh, <laughs> and uh, but his family is actually well not proud of him Wow, my father an astronaut. I feel so full of... What's the opposite of shame? Pride? Huh. No, not that far from shame. Less shame? Yeah. <laughs> I do love the pride. Pride versus less shame. <laughs> yes. What's the opposite of pride? <laughs> not that far from shame. Uh-huh. I, love that. <laughs> I feel less shame for you, Dad. And uh, I actually think it's an underrated bit when Marge saying all the things she felt, which is oh. her just describing being worried with different words. Yes, like, <laughs> nervous, anxious, wary, apprehensive, kind of sleepy, <laughs> worried, concerned. But I think I forgot it always because Homer then immediately goes like, what? That home, The joke was Homer wasn't listening. I wish stopping drinking did make you into a Superman. That would yeah. be really cool. Barney, so this is my first of three clips I have saved here. When Barney does his dance, or when he proves his... Yes, it is from the Pirates of Penzance. Let's give a little here to the original. I am the very model of a modern major general. I've information, vegetable, animal, and mineral. I know the kings of England, and I quote the fights historical from Marathon to Waterloo in order categorical. I'm very well acquainted, too, with matters mathematical. I understand equations both the simple and quadratical. About binomial theorem, I'm teeming with a lot of news. Lot of news. Got it. With many cheerful facts about the square of the hypotenuse. Hooray. I will always remember, I mean, besides this episode of Simpsons. Yeah. Studio 60 on the Sunset Strip. Boo. They had an episode where, oh, this is our first big comeback after our showrunners quit. How do we make the best possible show intro? Let's do a parody of Modern Major General. (laughs) No. That is not nearly popular enough. It's time to take Rodgers and Hammerstein down a peg. That was them, right? Oh, Gilbert and Sullivan. What's Rodgers and Hammerstein? Um, uh, South Pacific. Cinderella. Okay, so later. But it is totally Aaron Sorkin's obsession with old uh, Old music. Old-timey things. That that is probably my favorite reference to that song, but I bet younger people, Mass Effect 2. Oh, yeah. Mass Effect, Morton singing the song. Except he replaced it with Solarian. Yeah. And Homer, I finally looked up with the full dirty limerick is and i will say it here now oh please, please do. <laughs> i heard this at camp i'm gonna say a very dirty word here yes yep is a dick there once was a man from nantucket whose dick was so long he could suck it <laughs> yeah. he said with a grin as he wiped off his chin if my ear was a cunt i would fuck it 
Jesus, did you break the, uh, you the Jackie Robinson <laughs> for the, the Talking Simpsons show? I, uh, I said that in quotes, people, but I this is for statistics. Isolate proof. that word. Oh, <laughs> shame <laughs> him. <laughs> it was on Wikipedia. I, I'm just, but that is the full one. If you ever want the C word was in it, where that goes? Yes, I I never knew that he says that he would. It, it almost sounds like he's saying like, look, I don't. I don't like having. I don't like sucking my dick. I just like. Dave, that's the most popular song from Ireland. Mm-hmm. Nice. Nantucket, Ireland, and then Danny Boy <laughs> comes after that. Uh, and then we get a fun little montage of them training. I like Homer's medicine that he <laughs> drinks the thing. But uh, Macarening hates the Homer turning into Popeye joke. <laughs> it's very cartoon. Yeah, I mean, I don't even think it's funny. <laughs> Not really. I just, uh, it's. Oh, I mean, it's. Oh, it's fine. It's like a five seconds it's long, like a but naked gun joke. Yeah, yeah. It really is. It's yes. very on Simpsons. And, uh, yeah, then they have their fight, and it also is another tip that David Merkin is a huge Star Trek fan of the original mm-hmm. series, and the episode in question they're doing, it's mm. kind of two, yeah. but it's really the Gamesters of Triskelion, mm-hmm. which is uh, also, they bet Quatludes on mm-hmm. Kirk versus people, but Kirk is fighting regular, uh, like, aliens in the exact costume Homer and Barney are wearing, but... It also, the same music is played in a mock time yeah. when Kirk fights Spock in the Khalifa uh, battle over who has the right to mate in Vulcan mm, society. Dead cable guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, you could tell this is like, uh, there's like pre-internet research where they're conflating two episodes together yeah. with very similar things. Well, the music is used in both, but the idea yeah. of two friends fighting mm-hmm. like that is is more from a mock time. But the quatludes and the costumes... Maybe maybe the writers wanted a mock time, and when they gave it to the director, they're like, "Oh, they want they want gamesters of yeah. it's, it's the most specific Star Trek reference. There's mm-hmm. been Star Trek parodies. I think that's a difference on a difference between the Gene and Reese years and mm-hmm. Merkin. The Merkin wants to get more specific mm. that. Gene Reese will make fun of a pastiche of Star Trek, mm. but he's like, no, I want this episode of Star Trek to be made fun of. I'm and referencing that. Everyone's watching this show. Let's watch the episode at least eight times, right? <laughs> <laughs> Simpsons will be right back. Hey there, lovely listener. You got a dog in your life that you want to spoil? I wish I did, but I live in the city and it's impossible. But if that's not the case for you, know that this episode is brought to you by BarkBox. And if you go to getbarkbox.com slash lasertime, you can try a free month for yourself. What is BarkBox? Well, it's a service that's committed to making dogs happy through delivering four to six natural treats and super fun toys, usually curated around a surprise theme each month, to your door for your pup. BarkBox ships to the U.S. and Canada and, and starts for as low as $20. And just know that you can select not only your dog's size, if your dog has any special allergies, you can let them know. They will ensure that your dog gets what's good for him. And you can even send stuff back if it's not jiving with your dog. Either way, know that all BarkBox's chews, treats, vitamins, toys, all the items in a BarkBox are wheat, corn, and soy-free, so you should rest a little easier. Give yourself or your pup the joy of a million belly scratches and give BarkBox a shot. And again, you listeners can get one month free of BarkBox by going to getbarkbox.com slash laser time. Thank you. 
Hey, this is Hank Azaria. You're listening to Talking Simpsons on Laser Time. I didn't know that was a thing. Are you already tired of 2017? Jump into the past with 302010, a weekly look back at what happened 30 years ago, 20 years ago, and 10 years ago. Here's something you may remember from 1987. Alf had a clip show episode yes. was ah! based on the fact that he shocked himself in the bathtub and the got amnesia season. in the first season. So Jeez. they, yeah, look, but it was actually controversial because he electrocuted himself in the scene and then parents called in saying like, that's too easily imitatable, I guess. So they changed it that he uh, just got hit on the head, which is the standard stock cliche way of getting amnesia. Yeah, that I can't show. replicate. So they spend the entire episode oh, well. reminding them of their previous adventures. This and is the... January. I know. This mm. means they've only been on the air for like four months. Yeah. Hey, yeah. You got a lot of clips of Elf. There's like nine episodes to a, remember. You know it's a tougher production. There's puppeteering and more stuff. And I, like the first season has to be in the can. Yeah. yeah. Like it's January. I bet there's also a way like put this hey, at the end or You something. kids like Elf. This ap- episode is just Elf clips. There's no That's true. Yeah, that's you know, true. father and son stupid talks, who cares? Oh, the fucking ninety year old dad. Oh, Elf. I constantly have to take a shit. Oh, Alf. honey. Oh, I love you so much. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Worried Alf and worried Ronald Reagan won't get reelected. Alf, oh, he's in his oh. second term. <laughs> For a third, I wanted to be king. I'm much older than I seem. Oh, why do I have a two-year-old? That's thirty twenty ten. A weekly look back at what happened in music, movies, TV, and games every Thursday, right here on the Laser Time Network. But then they get to meet Race Banyan and Buzz Race Aldrin. Race Banyan. That, which you can tell they redid the I bet they just did say Race Bannon. And yeah. like the lawyers were like, no, you got to make it a parody. It's I, the, the fake name seems like a joke about how they had to change the name. I, almost. Like I James Bond. St- stupid enough kid. that I mean, I knew Buzz Aldrin was an actual astronaut. Mm-hmm. I just assumed Race Bannon was also an astronaut who existed <laughs> in reality. But I must say, uh, this episode will air a few weeks after we record it, but Buzz Aldrin is still kicking at 87. Yes. May the Simpsons curse not strike him down as it has before. The talking Simpsons he curse. still has moon DNA on him. Let's He's still get punching him. out dudes in the face. Yeah. <laughs> that was pretty great. Yeah, he did. the guy kept saying, like, it's, yeah, but it was fake. It was fake, right? It was fake. And then it's the greatest. <laughs> you got decked by an old man who went to the moon. Gentlemen, I'd like you to meet the two experienced astronauts who will accompany the winner into space. Race Banyan and Buzz Aldrin, the second man on the moon. Second comes right after first. Mm. So, Barney, we hear you're <laughs> kicking ass. <clears throat> I uh, don't think this contest is over yet, Buzz, if that is your real name. I believe there is still a little something called the swimsuit competition. There's no swimsuit competition, Homer. You mean I shaved my bikini zone for nothing? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's not great. Uh, so Buzz Aldrin was not very happy with that line. He, uh, he actually didn't say the original line, which was, uh, 
Second Man on the Moon, his line was first to take a soil sample. Mm. But uh, oh no, I had heard it the other way. That oh they, really? That they didn't okay. want to do that joke because they're like, that's too insulting to the Second Man on the Moon. And he's like, no, I don't care. I'll do the joke. I think he just wasn't totally on board with it. Yeah. Well, I mean, Second comes great after first is funnier than first to take a soil sample. I think about that whenever I place not first in something. I'll be like, this number comes right before this yes. number. <laughs> Being the Second Man on the Moon is still pretty awesome. Yeah, and this was special too because like it's not the Buzz Aldrin never appeared on t- TV shows yeah. but he did not do comedy really yeah. he did not no. joke about his career he also didn't have a cool name like Neil Armstrong <laughs> also but, as Homer alludes to Buzz Aldrin is not his real name it's Edwin Eugene Aldrin Doring. was name. Buzz because he was uh, Kevin's brother in Home Alone <laughs> <laughs> oh wait different Buzz uh, but Buzz would go on to be really funny in 30 yes. Rock on 30 Rock just glaring at the moon yeah I got, I got a oh, yes. clip of that would you like to yell at the moon with Buzz Aldrin yes please I own you you dumb moon I walked on your face don't you know it's day I really like him in that episode. It's adorable. Uh, But Race Banyan is a reference to Race Bannon of Johnny Quest. Though when I think of him, I think of the greatest Johnny Quest parody ever, Toby Danger. (laughs) It's played so straight, too. Like It kind of went over my head as a kid who had not seen the original Johnny Quest yet. With all the same actors, or not all the same actors, but the same actors in the place of Dr. Quest and Race Bannon. And so this uh, this is a quote I always think of with Race Bannon, even though he didn't actually say this. Can nothing stop this thing? Just let me throw a barrel at it. (laughs) What the fuck is that? I don't know. You is. never watched Toby Danger on Freakazoid? No. Oh, it, it, we were just talking it was, about Freakazoid. It, it went to WB. I never got to see it. It was in the first season of Freakazoid when the Freakazoid was basically a, a variety sketch mm. show. Uh, second season was more like, here's Freakazoid and his friends and whatever. But Charles first season was like, anything goes. And mm. that was one of the sketches was, they made. It was more like Animaniacs. Yeah, but I mean, season. Venture Brothers is the more much more popular yeah, Johnny Race, Quest Race parody. Race Bannon dies in like the first five <laughs> episodes <laughs> of Venture Brothers. I mean, Brock Sampson is Race Bannon, yeah. right? Yeah. But except the more extreme Race Bannon. But also the first season they got to have characters from Johnny Quest appear mm-hmm. and then in this from the second season on they were told like you can't not say it's Johnny but don't actually say Johnny is Johnny Quest just call him Johnny yeah and Johnny has problems oh, I forgot just, about that goddamn yeah. Yeah. yeah but I also thought it was cute that Homer had a photo of Marge in his locker I thought that was oh. nice oh I meant to mention this when we talk about Star Trek I was at a Star Trek convention last year and for my company, ran a Star Trek trivia contest. And one of, I think, the guy who got every question right and won the first day. And we're like, you can't compete the next day. <laughs> he was a NASA scientist. Wow. He was like, uh, like that's, there were multiple people there who we met and interviewed who were like, oh, I'm in the sciences, but it's because of Star Trek. I, 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 wow. I am jealous of Star Trek fans because there are a lot of things I love. But then a lot of other things I haven't discovered yet. If you like Star Trek, you had nothing else <laughs> in the universe but that. What about Brett? Brett really, loves really Star Trek. He d- well, not the first one so much. Oh, but he loved TOS. Yeah, it's it, a little, yeah. He d- yeah, he went bad to go back to TOS. He grew up with TNG, but like 
you, it's hard to obsess over anything on that level at this point. I, kinda, I, kinda I, like I say the... as I'm doing my <laughs> 17th consecutive hour of a Simpsons podcast. <laughs> I, I mean, I kind of like the original because it's not as much about lore. Mm-hmm. It's more like a, a liberal parable in the terms of yeah. like the Twilight Zone. It's just like, here's a bunch of liberal parables well, about morality. And, and it also is Horatio Hornblower. It is a, it is a show about yeah. people on a ship fighting people on other ships. And it's about, <laughs> it's about diplomacy and war. Like it is, and it's about the Cold War. Like it's, mm-hmm. and, and it is a liberals SJW's dream <laughs> of the future, as our haters would say. Uh-huh. Stop listening. Please do. <laughs> so then it looks like Barney's got this all sewed up. You've both worked very hard, and in a way, you're both winners. <laughs> but in another more accurate way, Barney is the winner. <laughs> Congratulations, Barney. It's very gracious of you, Homer. Please join us in a toast to, to the, the mission. mission. <laughs> It begins! <laughs> I guess you're the winner by default. Default! Woohoo! The two sweetest words in the English language. Default! 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 Where'd you get that anyway? Sent away. <laughs> There's a running gag of the one guy knocking people out with a blackjack. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, or a sap or whatever you want to call it. Sorry, I wanted to cut all that stuff. I just like there's a jetpack just sitting around. Yeah, just take it. And it's yeah. not alcoholic wine. Yeah. Yeah. It just sets but them off. I don't know if it's like beer where there's still trace amounts of alcohol. And there's trace amounts of alcohol and non-alcoholic beer, but I don't know about It's like 0.23%. So. Yeah, but it could be enough to to To, to trigger him, yeah. Yeah. I don't think it's a. I couldn't find a direct reference there either. It begins just sounds like a funny. So just, yeah. It's just a way of narrating your life. Like. <laughs> also, I didn't know. Are there actual lyrics to the charge theme? Or they can just easily steal a jetpack and then him hitting the pillow factory and then being run over by the marshmallow truck. Okay, so the pillow factory is Klasky Chupo. I think you were wrong in that the box factory isn't, but the pillow factory is. Okay, yeah. Well, fuck, or the uh, people in the commentary were wrong. I don't know. I couldn't. I could not. Oh, that whole sequence when Barney's both sober and in the air, he's never looked more like Nelson's dad in his entire yeah. life. He does. Like, yeah, it's, it's weird true. to see a ripped, not ripped Barney, but mm. a, like an in shape Barney, where like mm. his torso is sticking out further than his stomach. And his hair is slicked back. Even yeah. that dumb arc where he's sober, he's yeah, still he's fat still as fat, fuck. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you know what? That's true. When he gets sober, it yeah it doesn't have this effect again. Yeah. That's uh, weird. I think it just changes his haircut again. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so Homer, by default, is the guy, and he, but he's starting to get nervous by watching an itchy and scratchy cartoon, which is all over the place with references. Yeah, this is uh, of the era of The Simpsons where the itchy and scratchy cartoon was now a commentary on the main story. It just mm. is always related to the main story. It's been like that for at least like two years now, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. But it was it was so over the place that it starts with the Star Trek theme or a parody of the Star Trek theme. Then alien popping out of your chest, a chest burster moment. Then it becomes 2001. And then I'm going to say the head exploding is total recall. Yeah, another total recall reference yeah, too so, in this episode. So they're all over the place in just like 13, like 30 seconds. And I think it was, I love that joke, but I do think it was the most violent, itchy and scratchy mm-hmm. to that point. I like, think so. Yeah. He gets torn apart like three different ways and it ends with blood streaking the screen, which like, <laughs> Not every itchy and scratchy cartoon has blood in it. No, I think it was mainly just to uh, like upset Homer. So the most upsetting images Homer could possibly see before going into space were there on the screen. But the joke of saying that the preceding cartoon was too violent, yes. children shouldn't have watched it. That's a total Merkin thing too. <laughs> yes. Like he's he's for TV violence. Then straight to another reference of 
the right stuff of them boarding the uh, shuttle in slow motion and then Homer ripping out of slow motion <laughs> into regular speed. That's it's it's a really great joke. And animating slow motion is not easy. Yeah. So it's the, a lot of extra drawings. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then Homer gets convinced. Uh, by the way, for him. He has to be really stupid and not know how to do a touchstone phone. In 1994, <laughs> maybe you grew up with a dial, but... It's way more complicated than touchstone. <laughs> yes, I know. The rotary phone? Yeah, I remember, yeah. I remember having to learn how to use ours. Mm-hmm. So we still had one and one touchstone, one just, rotary. We had one, but it was just fun to play with. Oh, yeah. Like yeah. an old phone. Ooh, to... I gotta go to zero. I think of this story about every time I have missed an opportunity or chosen not to do something I should have. But on the other hand, when you don't take advantage of an opportunity, you can end up regretting it for the rest of your life. You're right, Marge. Just like the time I could have met Mr. T at the mall. The entire day I kept saying, I'll go a little later. I'll go a little later. And then when I got there, they told me he just left. (laughs) And when I asked the mall guy if he would ever come back again, he said he didn't know. (laughs) Well, I'm never going to let something like that happen again. I'm going into space right now. Oh, I am so proud of you. And I know it's going to go just fine. <laughs> Homer's tragic story. The guy just was like, I don't know if he'll come back. There, there was, <laughs> I do, yes. Yeah. Mr. T will be back in a mall near you. Mr. He'll, T is very accessible these yeah. days. He really is. You you can't not see him, honestly. Remember, like, he was famous for doing almost nothing. Mm. <laughs> He's around. Oh, come on. He, Mr. T Mr. T worked really hard from 1982 to 1989. He was really hard working. There's no brand stronger than Mr. T's. I mean, <laughs> no one else can have that shtick. I mean, seriously. I guess, Mr. Yeah. Mr. T was on the A-Team. He was in Rocky Three, a huge hit. He got his own cereal. He got his own cartoon. He mm-hmm. main evented the first WrestleMania mm-hmm. and then WrestleMania 2. I mean, Pee Wee Herman ate his cereal in a yeah. movie. DC Cab. I, I, and I, DC Cab. <laughs> Mr. T was a big deal. Then in the 90s, it became... I remember when... Mr. T shaved right. off all his hair, mm-hmm. and people were like, "Wait, you're still Mr. T?" And then it was sad to see him grow back because it was yeah. him. It was supposed to be a statement of like, "You don't define me as Mr. T. I'm this guy." And then, then he realized like, "No, I make more money just if being, just being in a Mr. Snickers T. commercial." Mm-hmm. I think Mr. it was uh, also post cancer because like Mr. T beat Mr. C, That's and he like true. sold his gold <laughs> chains and stuff. No, he That's really right. said this. I remember that. Yeah, <laughs> he also loves his mother. In case you didn't know, yeah. What's that from? Be somebody or be somebody's fool. For some reason, I've seen "Be somebody or be somebody's fool." Thank you to Sean, internet legend Sean Baby, for revealing that to us in the late nineties. My buddy had that on a tape with Woody Woodpecker cartoons right in the middle, so we would just end up watching it and like, I wear these gold chains, is because I'm from Africa, and I remember that line like that doesn't make any sense. (laughs) I can't can't connect those two ideas. Wear these gold chains, is because I'm from Africa. And in his WWE Hall of Fame speech, he talked for thirty minutes about his mother until they they cut his mind. Like, they're like you can't talk about your mother this like you gotta say we got other people here man it does seem so, like mr t might not all be there so homer says he i don't know if he's ever been there he didn't get to be, meet mr t mm-hmm. but just looking at mr t in the simpsons wiki oh no he was one of the stone cutters so they <laughs> so might have met that's him true there. he met him yeah. there i didn't well, meet him but future, i reigned over him uh, yeah so all but also in the future the season 15 episode today i am a clown he mr t actually guest starred i don't know if he actually met homer no, in that he episode was, he, i didn't watch it he did he did 
it was Krusty gets bar mitzvahed uh, and, and they bring back Jackie Mason. And, uh, By the way, put, put this out there. Season 15, the best season. Sure so, it is. Prove me wrong. We'll get and, there. Uh, I can do that now. But <laughs> And he wanted to he wanted to get bar mitzvahed and he wanted to do it simply. Then it gets all show busy, including Mr. T being the officiant of it. Uh, so that mm-hmm. And he isn't... It isn't his voice, but when they go to Branson, Missouri, he's also there in season 13. So Bart may have met him. I didn't get this until now that the... The ship being called the Corvair. Oh, that's, yeah. That's just a reference to an old car. That was the yeah. Chevrolet. Is it a shitty car? Or? Well, that it, Ralph Nader called unsafe at any speed. Yes. Oh, really? Okay, it is so a yes. lost car. I found out the name for it. And if our uh, gearhead Michael Grimm was on here, he'd be telling us all about it. But It was a Jeopardy question, Beavis and Butthead. And that's the only reason I know it. So it is between a Corvette mm-hmm. and the Bel Air. Ah. So it is the Corvair. Oh, wow. And uh, that's the, and it's it, there's no real explanation in the show why why the shuttle is named after a Chevro- a lost Chevrolet car yeah, the space shuttle Gremlin <laughs> <laughs> I love that Race Banyan hates Homer so much and that he he refers to him as cargo that he wants to sedate <laughs> so when they take off this joke kind of baffles me I know I kind of know what why it's a joke but like make rocket go now is that they're saying that's that instead what, of blast off is that the no, joke they actually say that I believe. Really? No, I thought I don't think so. Because like then later it's like make hatch blow now. I feel like Mm. it's just the way to overcomplicate an an easier to say expression. Maybe like blow the hatch or blast off or whatever. I don't know. Constabulate chum scrubbers. <laughs> this is a uh, this is a job for the comment section to yell at us. So please do. What does so, make hatch blow now mean? Yeah, all the search results are the Simpsons. Simpsons so yeah. uh, perhaps those are. What also I didn't know uh, until looking up was that Lisa's poem to her dad. He, I was sure it was like oh, she must have got that from Same some here. famous poem somewhere. But uh, as far as I can tell, it's original. It is an original thing by Lisa Simpson. I did some serious said. research, and you're right, Henry. Lisa wrote that poem. <laughs> and that the family, I just, as a creative kid in the family who said kind of artsy-fartsy things <laughs> instead of go, dad, go, and <laughs> everybody looking at you, I could I could identify with that. Just like, go, dad, go. <laughs> <laughs> and, and that the NASA people are so in love with the ratings. Like, they don't care. All that, these machines just measure ratings <laughs> it was their highest ratings in 10 years which i would have to think in 87 they had higher rate or 86 yeah. they had higher ratings uh but after that first one blew up how do, how do people not watch well, you want to watch the next one to see if yeah, yeah, uh, they bounce back i'm actually surprised there were no challenger references especially with david david merkin's dark sense of humor was it too soon i don't I know too soon. I, that was the first that was i think it the was, first yeah. 9-11 i can remember living and, through. yeah 1993 i think if you made a challenger mm-hmm. joke in the, a cartoon you'd probably you might get called out on it the so. first challenger joke i remember was in the clerks animated series from oh, 2000 yeah. so and, that could have been the first one like and that i was seeing in yeah. 2000 i did do like a gasp like <laughs> holy shit well, like the class of 1986 or something? Yes. Yeah. Oh, oh, man. And they all got on the rocket. Talking clerks. We're going to do it. Yes. But, all six uh, fabulous episodes, I mean, of which two are good. Five episodes. Lurking uh, clerks. Lurking clerks. Lurking clerks. But I wondered why. I did wonder, how did Homer sneak these chips onto the onto the ship? Did, were they in his suit? Or, mm. But I love this. It's beautiful. It's the most awe-inspiring sight I have ever seen. Giver of life. Mother of us all. Hey, guys, look what I smuggled aboard. Homer, no! Huh? They'll clog the instruments! Careful, they're ruffled. <laughs> I'll take care of this. That might be my... This is a couple qualifiers. This might be my favorite line delivery of a celebrity yeah. who is not an actor. That, they're, they're ruffled. Careful, they're, they're ruffled. ruffled. Yeah. And you, someone, one of our 
great listeners mm-hmm. actually sent a bunch of Simpsons action figures. Yeah. And it's all the guest stars. And Buzz Aldrin. I, and Buzz Aldrin is the one that I like out of that collection. Like, that's the best one. Because Thank everyone, you, all, the rest of them are like, oh, well, that's a, there's like six members of. Uh, Michael Stipe? You don't like Michael Stipe? No, I mean, like I have the, the kid. R, yeah, REM and then like Smashing Pumpkins. I was given like, the yeah. Kid Rock one and I was like, I appreciate the sentiment, but I don't want to remember this episode ever. <laughs> I threw this away. Don't. Uh, yeah. Uh, so then it goes into what I think is one of. If not the most well animated sequence in the series, uh-huh. yeah. the Homer floating and eating the chips. Yeah. The it's entire beautiful. the entire episode was directed by Carlos Baeza, but David Silverman did this sequence. Oh. Yeah, and it was sort of like they went to him. He's like, "Just let me do it. It's all in my head. I'll yeah, just do it for totally. you." And yeah. it's, it's beautiful. Him him just biting the chips. Set to the Blue Danube, which mm-hmm. was the same music mm-hmm. used in the docking sequence in two thousand one. Mm-hmm. So another two thousand one <laughs> reference. Docking and sequence I did last night. Uh, this was an early uh, okay. This was an early <laughs> use of computer. In the Simpsons animation, I was the where chips all rotate in 3D. Really? It wasn't it wasn't 3D animation on the chips. Yeah, it was they used an Amiga to figure out where the shadows would be on the ridges of the chips Holy as they turned yeah. around. Like everything is still hand drawn, but they used a computer to assist them yeah. in knowing how to draw the and different that, shapes. If you listen to it, it, one of the funniest things I got on 30 2010 was from 1986's Great Mouse Detect, and they talked about yeah for the first time we're help using a computer to help animate this, and it's like well this is going to be all about how they're using computer animation. No, it's about how they taught a computer how to draw. Exactly. And like that was how compu- that's how those sequences came to light. They literally a computer drawing it. And in uh, actually in Bart on the Road, we'll get to that in like a year or so. Uh, they used a computer to figure out how to do that tra- that shot of the car, uh, uh, the yeah. radar love shot. That's yeah. all done with a computer figuring out what each drawing of the car looks like. They didn't actually computer animate it. They used yeah. a computer to tell them what to draw. That shot of Homer's <laughs> spinning head like his expectant yeah. mouth. I love yeah. that his, his teeth are just And the chip just like gather in his mouth and he, yeah. he closes his mouth it's yeah. so great yeah and the spinning homer is just like that if that was all david silverman like massive amounts of respect to him because just to he imagined a three-dimensional yep. homer without like he just drew it it wasn't a computer yeah. and just like wearing a spacesuit too yeah and the way his suit could or the way his head circles around it and then also when he's about to hit the ant farm the way he's trying yeah. to slow yeah, down it's the, like swimming yeah. in, in Which, air the mad yeah. scrambling is really good too and yeah. by the way it's pre- purely visual but the ants arguing yeah <laughs> save the queen yeah. i'm the queen no you're not that feels like a comment on society like no one really knows what they're doing, well, I also, <laughs> especially I, in an emergency. As a, as a kid, I took it like, how do they know which one's the queen? They're all ants. They all look it's the same. one yeah. with the vagina. <laughs> well, and freedom, horrible, horrible freedom. I yeah. love that line so much. That is a great line. <laughs> and so now the ants are loose in the ship, and, and they'll uh, never know if ants can sort tiny screws just, in space. If I, I every time I someone gives me chips, careful they're ruffled. I have to say it anytime they're, they're ruffled. ruffled. Yeah. But Homer tears the bag apart immediately. Like that's why I'd like to. Think he didn't know his own strength and zero gravity. So, Henry, we missed one thing. Uh, during the takeoff, Homer is singing the Golden Grams yes. uh, oh, yes. commercial theme from the 70s, which I've never uh, heard. No, no. It's oh. actually when they're going back down. Oh, back down. Goes, okay. He turns into Sorry. Nixon in the liftoff. That's right. I was yeah. thinking of the Nixon joke. I don't put on on that so, one. So, uh, Buzz and actual astronaut uh, Race Banyan, uh, <laughs> they're, what, what are they humming? Like the Battle Hymn of the Republic? Yeah. yeah. They're humming Battle Hymn of the Republic while Homer is singing the Golden Grams theme, which I had never actually... This yeah. commercial's from the fucking 70s. I didn't yeah, see it, so I looked it up for this, yeah. so here's the original. It's the first time I heard it. Oh, those Golden Grahams. Oh, those Golden Grahams. Crispy, crunchy Graham cereal family breakfast treat. Oh, those Golden Grahams. 
Man, that Dude, 70s man. dad is about to take a giant rip off a bong. He, looks like, <laughs> <laughs> he smuggled a doobie was, to their... That was okay. surprising to me as a kid, hearing that theme, because Golden Grams is probably, at that point in my life, in my like top five favorite cereals. Oh, really? It was, it was so sugary. It was so sugary. I loved it. It was so sugary. Once in a while. See, I wouldn't have it because if I was going to get something in that same shape and hella sugary... I would get Cinnamon Toast Crunch, oh. which is the king yeah. of cereals to me. I mean, but, Golden uh, Grams is good, like until you're halfway through. Then it's like a wet cinnamon slurry. I still and love you're that. You're just like, yeah. Ugh, yeah. what do I do with these flat, like yeah, it's paper-like like, it's things? It's like an expired Crest White Strip. Yeah, but that's. But, I, I criticize them. Look, when you're writing a show and you want to reference a jingle, there's a line in there that says it's a new cereal. Yeah. They're not going to stick with the yeah. new jingle. No. <laughs> Go with the established jingle, of but, which there was not one for Golden Grams. But I guess they're setting up that that's how Homer remembers it. It is uh, one that's always meant a lot to him since the 70s when that was new. If you've heard Laser Time, I should not judge of how many, <laughs> how many commercial jingles I remember. Yeah, like, I wouldn't sing the current cookie crisp thing. Like, <laughs> that's one of my favorite community... I'm the Mr. Rapper and I'm here to save. I love Fruity Pebbles Ooh, and the Cookie Crisp. I love that community. I love, the, yeah, the community bit that Dan Harmon writes a joke about the cookie crisp wizard and that Donald, Donald Glover doesn't get it because I don't get it he was a burglar <laughs> well no one knows who King Vitamin is anymore so King Vitamin uh, yeah. or crisp cereal King Vitamin raining over cut, cut well, roof speaking of raining uh, over you. something like oh, fire man. and rain the answer loose, and then we get a scene no one expected to ever hear. Buzz Aldrin talking to folk singer James Taylor. <laughs> pussy. This will make no sense to a young person, but he is VH1 the human. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I love James Taylor. He's, he's great. Uh, How you doing, fellas? With all due respect, Mr. Taylor, this isn't the best time for your unique brand of bittersweet folk rock. Huh. We have a potentially critical situation here. I'm sure you'll understand. Listen, Aldrin, I'm not as laid back as people think. Now, here's the deal. I'm going to play, and you're going to float there and like it. When you're down <laughs> and trouble. Right, that's that. So, uh, <laughs> former President James Taylor, uh, he has to uh, rewrite his song uh, on the spot because what? it mentions flying machines in pieces on what? the ground. So, uh, big ups to James Taylor. He gets paid for two songs in this episode. Oh, that's right. That's right. This is a different song he starts with. Now, you've got a friend he popularized, he popularized in the 70s. Many people have sung it, including Vincent Price on The Muppet Show. But it was written by Carol King, who oh, was a collaborator okay. and I think lover of his. I just but, watched uh, a documentary on her. The amount of songs she wrote and is not associated with is insane. And but just them floating around annoyed, yeah. having to hear James Taylor sing a live song. Yeah, I didn't even realize until this viewing the insanity that the second man on the moon is talking with James Taylor. Yes, like they're interacting. It's very crazy. <laughs> yeah, hearing and, the audio, they give him a lot of lines. Yeah. yeah. And your unique James brand Taylor of folk rock. Yeah, yeah, and, and listen, I, like, I can't even think of, like, what are are there other instances on The Simpsons where it's one celebrity who's never met another celebrity interacting with, the, and they're calling each other by their actual names. I'm it's, sure it's happened, yeah. It's a bizarre thing to and think about. Was anybody else, did, were your parents' favorite musician, James Taylor? Yeah. My mom and stepdad love him, okay, yeah. yeah. Yes. But, no, my parents love so him, So the flying machine reference like Sorry, like if Al Gore met Gallagher or something. Yeah. Like, what? Okay. <laughs> okay, so, they're talking to each other. 
The song he changes is the 1970 hit Fire and Rain. It was written after the suicide of a childhood oh. friend. And but also the, he was dealing with depression and drug abuse. That too. And the flying machine in Pieces on the Ground is not a reference to a actual flying machine. It's a reference to his band, The Flying Machine, which was his first failed like band project. I know that. Yep. But that was a joke as a child I did not get that my mom immediately... Explain to me because is, what's this? Which one's the song about his girlfriend who's flying out to see him and she died in a plane crash? Is that not this? Uh, one? I don't. Think it's not this so. one. This is a girlfriend that killed herself while he was, or an old friend of his that killed Childhood herself friend, yeah. while he was on tour for his first album, and people didn't tell him for six months because they wanted him to enjoy his success. Oh. And but of course, then it hurt all the more when he found out. Mm. And uh, that's what the song's about. But uh, as Merkin admits, and I could not capture because I could not find the freaking clip of it. But on the DVD, I know there is the actual audio of Merkin telling him to change the lyrics because the joke was in the script they gave to Taylor. Mm -hmm. But as far as James Taylor knew, he was reading the script. He's like, okay, and then I sing Fire and Rain. I don't need to read the lyrics to my own song in the script. (laughs) So then he's singing it normally. And then when he's done... um, Dave Merkin says, um, actually, could you change the lyrics to your song for a joke? <laughs> and and James Taylor totally goes with it, but that song that means so much to him that then have to tell him while he's in the booth, could could we make fun of it? I thought you knew we were going to make fun of it. They're, they're flying safely through the air. I'm guessing this is just Merkin being in love with James Taylor. Oh, of he course. Yeah, he I had mean, him on the Gary Shandling show. Too. It's yeah. the Gary Shandling show. And uh, meanwhile... Things look pretty bad to Earthlings. The Corvair spacecraft has apparently been taken over, conquered, if you will, by a master race of giant space ants. It's difficult to tell from this vantage point whether they will consume the captive Earthmen or merely enslave them. One thing is for certain, there is no stopping them. The ants will soon be here. And I, for one, welcome our new insect overlords. I'd like to remind them that as a trusted TV personality... Uh, I can be helpful in rounding up others to toil in their underground sugar caves. <laughs> okay, so Kent Brockman uh, immediately sells out all of humanity. All of it. And they have a graphic ready for this event. Ready? Yeah. The, the and whipping a human. Yeah. Is my, and this is my favorite joke. Yeah. I, I, uh, is this the line of the show for you? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Barney one was took right. me off guard. Yeah. but like, Yeah, I forgot about this. This is the one... It's a. It, we should probably have like a sound effect to to denote a meme. Yeah. I for one welcome our new our blank overlords. overlords. Our new like, overlords. Yeah. That again, it's Simpsons shorthand. It's it was created here for being like stupidly reactionary yeah. to the slightest amount of information yeah. that's not proven true yet, and yeah. selling out everyone the second you can. Yeah, it's like oh, I guess uh, you know I welcome the our new our new president or I welcome <laughs> our new our new overlords or whatever. I, I, I love. I was at a fucking. I was at my girlfriend, a, a girl, my girlfriend's work friend's wedding party. Didn't know anybody, and they're playing like, you know, what do you want to call them? Adult Jimmy Fallon drinking games, word, <laughs> word-based games, and it was all this about memorizing these one-word responses, like you know, Snoopy the dog, and like one of the, the boss's husband just put down as his one-word response. And I, for one, welcome our alien and overlords. That was his. That was his one word response. It was like a fuck you to the whole thing. So everybody, 
Everybody had to remember that and say, like, a room full of 12 people had to remember that phrase and say it verbatim, and I was shocked by how many people didn't get it. Oh, you were like, I was. got you beat already, Yeah, like, I'll say this a thousand like, times. I'm not bothered by this. This is I the only word reference. I have memorized. <laughs> you, uh, you underestimated me, sir. I got you, buddy. I wasted more of my life. <laughs> uh, but everybody is really troubled by it. I like how Marge immediately tries to bury her emotions, like, who wants ginger snaps? Like, that, that was cute. I have to call a question on, uh, maybe I need a science-tician to explain mm-hmm. this to me, but how would James Taylor create a vacuum outside his house in a vineyard? You're, the outside, creating a vacuum within two spaces indoors is one thing, mm-hmm. but what, building a vacuum outside of a place that is outdoors? Maybe I, he had some, some sort of dome set up. Perhaps they were under a yeah. geodesic dome. But I did love his cute story that he tells them the science. And that's true. He actually plan. does live in Martha's Vineyard or spends a yes. lot of time there. I looked that up. And that uh, that the other guy is ready. He's ready with his blackjack again. Mm. And, and that he gets called like this this unkempt youngster. Yeah. Was like 45, 50, oh, he was 45. Oh, 45. Okay. At the time of the Damn. recording. <laughs> so they let out all the ants into the vacuum of space. Homer almost flies out. Mm. And then he has seemingly killed them by breaking the door. Wait, that, that James Taylor thing, though, reminded me of Star Trek, where they made fun ah, of it on Futurama, where yes. it's like, let's explain something in a way the audience can understand. Like it, like letting air out of a balloon. No, so, like too much air in a balloon. Oh, too much air in a balloon, yeah. Yes. So, like, it was a way to explain a complex problem with a with a normal situation a human could understand, like mm. a regular human. Yeah, you know, I bet that is somewhat of a Star Trek-y thing, because they did yeah. that in the original series, too. Then Homer has seemingly killed them for, like, the third time in this episode. <laughs> And he's ready to he's ready to just settle things up with race before they die. That's it. If I go, I'm taking you to hell with me. Uh, wait a minute, race. Wait a minute. Wait. Aha! Uh-huh. Now I'll bust that pretty face of yours. Go, oh, stupid bar. Wait, Homer. If that bar holds, we just might make it back to Earth. Hmm. I'll bash you. Of Homer, it's a re- it's a recurring gag, but Homer refusing to save his own life in self preservation that he he works so hard to uh, wrench it out. It reminds me of this Sir Winkslot scene actually, where it's like yeah. Sir Winkslot bites him and they're holding him back from trying to kill the pig. Totally. Yeah, it was at this point I probably should have realized that Race Ban- Banyan was not an actual person uh-huh. since he wanted to kill Homer. Yes, and and I should have said it. The design of Race Banyan. Pretty much is race banning, except mm. with black hair instead of white yeah. hair. It's the exact design mm. from the original Hanna-Barbera cartoon, which is very visually striking and way better than the Yogi Bear bullshit they yeah. were making back then. Way yes. different design than racist Bannon. Yeah. <laughs> well, you mean in the White House? <laughs> Zing. That won't be happening by the time this goes We're away. recording this so far <laughs> in advance, I don't want to make too many specific <laughs> Trump jokes because I honestly can't predict them. They'll but, all be in super jail by now. <laughs> and, well, and speaking of the news, the news was already ready to make their retraction. <laughs> well, this reporter was possibly a little hasty earlier. We'd like to Reaffirm his allegiance to this country and its human president. May not be perfect, but it's still the best government we have. What a craven idiot. For now. <laughs> oh, yes. Uh, by the way, the spacecraft still in extreme danger. May not make it back attempting risky reentry. Blah, 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 blah. We'll see you after the movie. <laughs> but, but the second Homer got that carbon rod stuck in the thing, I was like, all right, the carbon rod's coming back. I see it. That's a carbon rod right there. I know you're going to do a bookend of it, but 
That's when they're going down to earth, and that's when Homer sings the Golden mm. Rams theme. And, uh, and it turns into Nixon, right? No. The, I'm sorry. Going up is Nixon. I going can't keep down track of this bad Rams. joke. Anyways, I don't care for it. <laughs> <laughs> and while Abe Simpson doesn't care much for drama, I, no. I just love this line. Come on, Dad. You can make it. Oh, of course you'll make it. It's TV. Yeah. Him playing the audience of just like they're not going to kill Homer on the show. Yeah, we're like, not afraid. Though it, they still it, have like ten episodes left in the season. It does show like I think it was like season one or season two where we thought like, oh, Homer ate the bad fish. He might actually die in this episode. Like, when I was I, ten, it I, got me. And there was no there's no cynical commentary from the show. Like, no, we won't kill Homer. Yeah. It's a TV show. They wanted James L. Brooks definitely wanted you to think Homer's going to die. Yeah, like, I believed it. And uh, we talked about it in that episode, but it even tricked me because it double tricked me because they had the ad for next week's episode was going to be a flashback to the ah. 70s the way we was. Ah. So I thought they're killing Homer and then starting back over when he was a teen. <laughs> like that's it. As a 10 wow. year old, it made sense. It made sense to me. So did anybody else try to research carbon rods? No, no, I mean they're, so they're disappointing. Used in nuclear, tri- they're used in everything. Yeah. I mean, but the this... last level of Bart versus the Space Mutants revolves around carbon rods, yeah, like finding the, the rods. Well, but this one yeah. is green. Yes, yeah, and irradiated. I, I mean, I like in the I gave world up, that I most gave up, things glow green, but carbon rods are very common mm. in a lot of things. Yeah. But according to Google in our world, The Simpsons has overtaken uh, it's the meaning of what a carbon rod. rod is. They're heroes, Chris. They're now our heroes. <laughs> and that is, then they cra- That is the, the fourth Google result. Carbon rod. Buy them at goodwins.com. Sweet. Amazon. And then it riding around chauffeured in a car. That's the yes. fourth Google result. For <laughs> that is a great rod. shot. So they crash into the reporter's convention. <laughs> I'm guessing because the controls were messed up, they couldn't safely crash. So yeah. they just they couldn't safely land. So they ended up crashing where Tom Brokaw just was again. He's just there. Which it I, was a weird yeah. camera shake too. Did you yeah. notice that it was a very odd thing they normally don't do on The Simpsons, which was clearly a digital effects of shaking ah. the camera, not uh, a like post post animation. Yes, yeah. yeah. And well, the, 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 the if you're a low is... level like uh, reporter reporting on the boring space launches. Why are you at the, the reporter uh-huh. convention? Front and center? I don't know about uh-huh. that. But it is a space landing. Mm-hmm. And there is a uh, tacit agreement. Uh, the reporters aren't allowed to talk to <laughs> astronauts who return from space because mm. they're... Uh-huh. Space madness. Space madness, but the, the, the idea of their organs have been floating <laughs> in space and not falling on the sides of their body. And when they get back, all their shit is sucked into Whoa. the side. Oh. And they can barely move. And they're, they're carried. Wow. Off the ship, and they can't talk to it, and, and they're not seen mm. generally after this. So I guess that eating ice cream sandwiches, which are actually bars of soap. I, did, <laughs> I didn't mean to ruin the joke, but like, yeah, you don't usually see astronauts for a few days. Wow. Homer should just be like vomiting mm. after this, but the yeah. uh, but so Homer seems to be the hero, right? Uh, how'd you solve the door dilemma? Homer Simpson was the real hero here. He jury rigged the door closed using this. Hey, what is that? It's an inanimate carbon rod! In Rod We Trust. Oh, they were just about to show some close-ups of the rod. Stupid rod. Something I've always noticed about that but never figured out why is the weirdly high-pitched cheers right after the carbon rod is discovered. If you play it, it's like midway through the clip. 
Yeah, ladies go nuts for rods. <laughs> they kind of hit it twice. Yeah, yeah. It seems a little too high pitched, Dave. You're right. I don't know. I just Weird. imagine like sound editing problem. It's carbon rods. Other carbon rods cheering for that carbon <laughs> rod. I, the stupid sh- rod like. is what I would yell at my pants on the bus <laughs> in seventh grade. <laughs> the 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 shot of the rod <laughs> in a convertible it's so good. by itself <laughs> being driven <laughs> through a parade is so fantastic. Just highlighting Homer's again failure yeah. to and be like a hero. Like a 1950s ticker tape parade. I, yeah. Just that visual, I always, I keep expecting, even though I've seen this episode like a dozen times, like, is there going to be a Kennedy joke here? <laughs> Someone shot the rod. <laughs> they they did so many JFK jokes, yeah. I'm surprised. There wasn't one. And then Bart draws Hero on Homer's head in kind of a sweet mockery Dude. of him. We've seen this 2001 parody in a previous episode, though. Yes, of someone throwing yeah. something in the air, and then it turns into a fox yeah, satellite. In, in Lisa's Pony, uh, the, it starts with the uh, it starts with the opening. Well, no way. No, it doesn't do the it does do the bone throw. Mm-hmm. They, it, it does it to the mm-hmm. bone throw, but it is the past thing. But then this is. Bart throwing the pen instead of the bone that then does the match cut to a satellite. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's a really it, rough match cut, and they mimic yeah. the roughness of the match yes, cut. Yeah. Even though they could make it perfect because it's yeah. a cartoon. But it honestly felt a little flat to me. I was like, other than just saying, like, oh, 2001. This One is more reference. This is also a space thing that you I referenced think, earlier. I, I think it might have been, prove me wrong comments, the first time you see the Fox logo animated on The Simpsons. Uh, they made fun of Fox mm, and said perhaps. the word Fox. Yeah. Yeah, it, is, it, was, it hits Space Baby Homer in the head. Yeah, it's bizarre. That, lo- that Fox logo mm. is far more recognizable now in the Fox News logo. Mm. Fox does not yeah. use that logo anymore, but Fox no, News yeah. does. The little searchlights. It's not even in mm-hmm. So Brash, So Great, So Fox. <laughs> no, it's, just, it's, just, it's just letters, three letters. <laughs> but, I mean, this episode was full of so many references yeah. to movies about space that it was not surprising they'd go to a 2001 one, but it doesn't really mean anything. Yeah. And it's just like... Why is Homer a space baby? Is yeah. this supposed to be the future? Is this now, now? you know what it's like is... to watch 2001. <laughs> yeah, <it's laughs> I think it was a reference for the sake of having a reference. That's, like that's in uh, Principal Charming, like. the Vertigo stuff, which had no place yeah. at all. It just was like, we can make a reference yeah. here. I, I'm going to, again, uh, deflect to my 13-year-old brain who had never seen 2001 in Space Odyssey at that point. I just assumed that because Homer had been in space... Mm. That somehow his DNA had been permeated <laughs> into space, and his baby was in space. Wow! Have you actually seen 2001? Because I would love to hear your interpretation. Uh, is Race Banyan in it? Because yeah. then I haven't seen it. I'd say half of 2001 <laughs> is an incredible movie, and then the rest is like, well, you got to be high. Half is a screensaver. You need acid <laughs> for it. But uh, but but man, Hal Hal versus the the spaceman is amazing. Mm-hmm. He is Hal's one of the greatest villains in film history. I just love. He's yeah. he's so like. He's so condescending to them, but so flatly too. It's just it's it's beautiful. Dave's not here, man. <laughs> so uh, that was uh, that was Deep Space Homer, possibly reference to Deep Space Nine. I don't know. I guess, but so. kind of way. I guess these these titles are not that clever deep yet. Deep Space Nine was new then. It was Very a reference new. to the deep state. <laughs> The Colorado <laughs> Airport. No more Alex Jones right. for you. You yes. know, I, I said this is one is one of the best episodes. I take that back a little bit. It I do think it sells at Homer a little bit, and the rest of the family have like. 40 seconds of screen time or something. I do like Marge's stuff in here. But I still think the chips eating is some of the best animation the show's ever, ever had. It's a glorious scene. And yeah, I mean... Matt Groening was right to have reservations, but I feel like they went back to mundanity afterwards and there were no questions. There was no yeah. like, oh, but he went to space. Yeah. I mean, it was great when Frank Grimes brought it up and it was just a funny underlining of how outlandish the show had gotten over its yeah. years. But um, yeah. But you could hear on the commentaries with Oakley and Weinstein, they were very clear of like, we wanted to 
bring Homer back down. He Oakley said it in our interview too that yeah. in in they say, look, we don't have to name the episodes, but there were episodes where Homer did crazy stuff. We didn't want Homer walking around with a ray gun anymore. And yeah, that that's what they say there. But I I was pretty sure they meant Homer goes into outer space. That's mm, the pretty crazy much episode they're talking about. So I think though Merkin, they made the they said it on the commentary. I think it is true. I think they. To earn the right to break the show, they mm. wrote a very good episode yeah. for it. They earned it, I think, mm. for sure. And it is very rare in the entire history of the series for the sitting showrunner to get a writing credit on an episode. It pretty much never has happened. They're usually way too busy. I mean, season three had um, Colonel Homer that Matt Groening wrote. Yes. But and I don't think three and four had any Al Gene and Mike Reese duo uh, scripts. I think Gina Reese did write Lisa's Pony. Mm, okay. But, but that, that was, was when John Sam Beattie? Simon okay. was here, too. Yeah. And I do believe the episode where Bart is separated from the family by Constance Harm, that that episode is written by George Meyer and Mike Scully. Oh, so yeah. there was Mike Scully co-wrote one while running the show, which they even admit they wrote in a weekend that they just locked themselves That's in the room. That's true, yeah. So it's pretty rare for it this to happen. It's a very rare thing, yeah. So, but, and and, and hey. this, this episode beloved by NASA. Mm-hmm. Don't you mean Nassau? Nassau. Yeah. There is a there was a very early video format sent to the space station, and mm-hmm. there it remains, oh, where the astronauts yeah. can enjoy it. And on the commentary, David Silverman has an interesting story about Homer in space, of him giving a drawing of the. It is just listen to the commentary. Mm-hmm. I think it was like Mark Kirkland visited uh, NASA. Oh, that's right. It was and he Kirkland. drew uh, yeah. Homer on something that they eventually shot into space. That's so, right. It was Kirkland, which had nothing to do with this episode. So, but it still but happened. He was there to tell that story at the end of the commentary. Yes. So he this did has been a good job. talking simple. Thanks for listening, everybody. I've been your host, Bob Mackey. You can find me on Twitter as Bob Servo, and my other podcast is Retronauts. It's a classic gaming podcast every Monday and twice a month on Fridays, random Fridays. Look for them then. Uh, You'll find us talking about classic games. If you want to get into the show, look at our archives, find a game or series you like, and download the episode. I guarantee you'll like it. Episodes that Talking Simpsons dudes have been on, we have Bart vs. the Space Mutants, uh, Bart's Nightmare, we have a Zelda Jingle Quiz, and we have a Pac-Man... Holiday special extravaganza, which I really love. So, I mean, you don't need us to help you get into Retronauts, but that can help ease you into the world of of old games. So, Mm -hmm. go to retronauts.com or search for Retronauts in your podcast machine, and you will find our podcast. Mm -hmm. Everybody else. And I'm H-E-N-E-R-E-Y-G on Twitter. You can find all my fun musings on there. And it's also where I put the links up as soon as the episode goes live. I put it there. So if you want to know as soon as possible. Though you can also follow Laser Time Show on Twitter because I immediately retweet it on that account mm-hmm. as well. Just so everybody knows it happened. Or you can find it out on Facebook too. And as long as I'm promoting things, be sure to give us reviews on iTunes. We had a nice new slate of new ones. And it's always good to get new reviews if you want to do a free thing to help us. Of course, if you want to do a not free thing there's also patreon.com slash laser time right chris yes indeed it's uh how we are supported how we live how we upgrade our equipment and keep this show going and putting out i wouldn't say quality but painstakingly produced shows they're quality chris Uh, they're i love nintendo seal of quality has been applied to all these podcasts i love what we do and if you do too we encourage you to support us at patreon.com slash laser time in exchange a almost a hundred full-length movie commentary should you want to watch Star Wars, Ernest Goes to Jail, 
Uh, <laughs> why are those the only two that come to me? Uh, with Back to the Future a trilogy. A bunch of these guys, I don't know as of recording time, but I really want to put you on the hook for watching Chipmunk Adventure. Oh man, I want to be on. Possible. I want to be in one of those Monday Night Movie commentaries yeah, for sure. It's going to be fun. And, uh, you know, we got to do Spaceballs. I'm saying here, Dave. Yes. We got to do Spaceballs. And you can hear one of the last non-Bart Nancy Cartwrights in that very film. Oh, uh, wow. But wow. it's yeah on, on uh, Patreon.com/slash/LaserTime. Of course, we also watch once a month a cartoon. We sneak onto the internet with our video commentary no syncing required uh just watch enjoy or don't i prefer you i would steer you towards the danger mouse drinking game that i have watched that and i i didn't realize how much i hated danger mouse until i watched it again as an animation 25 years later drink every time they try and find an excuse to not animate a mouth and you will be hammered in 12 minutes yeah uh and uh, also on that a weekly show bonus time should a new episode of the simpsons come on i got something to say about it that's probably where I will do it. Who knows if these guys will be on it from time to time. But uh, we we do have a revolving panel of guests. And, of course, Laser Time, which you guys have been on... um Recently, for shows about strikes, oh, they uh, we, we saw Guardians of the Galaxy two to talk about mm. obscure superhero yeah, teams. That was a good time. The brief anime chat I was allowed to have under <laughs> duress. There was a gun trained on me at all times. Yeah. I, I I saw a pitch for somebody to say we should do a podcast where me and you, Bob, make Diana Goodman, host of Thirty Twenty Ten, hmm. watch anime with us, and we call it Die Anime. <laughs> I, I've heard a complaint, and she needs to get over the eyes. I mean, there are Disney characters with bigger eyes. <laughs> the anime the. And yeah, uh, Laser Time, I am actually angling for around July when the new Planet of the Apes movie comes out for us to do a monkey episode, and we would have to have the clip of uh, the ape in this episode. We won't be doing that. You mean uh, t- Tim Allen? Yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> no, I, well, I didn't comment then. It was it's it made the grunt way more simian. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so that's been Talking Simpsons. Thanks so much for listening, everybody. We'll be back next week to ask the question, what the hell are you staring at? See you then. infotainment. Has the winter season taken a toll on your tile, upholstery, carpet? Call Cyclone Cleaners, 570-726-6200. For all your carpet, upholstery, and ceramic tile cleaning needs, it's Cyclone Cleaners, also offering odor treatment and soil and stain guard. Choose the only cleaning company that supplies the water to clean your home and disposes of it when they are finished. Call Cyclone Cleaners to schedule your cleaning today. 570-726-6200.